The message you are listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the 2018 Established Summer Training Project. More information about Campus Outreach Minneapolis can be found at cominneapolis.org. Okay, um, so I used to have a really hard time sharing my testimony, and I remember this last semester um, I had a Bible study with Becca, and we read John 4 about the woman at the well, and um, it really hit me, um, verse 28 through 30, which says, So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town welcoming, welcoming him to come. And it really struck me that our testimonies aren't about ourselves. Um, and this woman, she was very shameful. And um, when Jesus met her, she was in a lot of sin. Um, and she was excited to share with the town um, that Christ knew everything about her. So um, with that, um, I came from a pretty broken family of abuse, addiction, and divorce. Um, which left me with a lot of shame and hurt um, that I desperately tried to hide. Um, I felt like my life was um, really out of control, and I looked to be loved and feel safe um, by anything and anyone that would satisfy that. Um, and as a child, I had heard about God's love for me, but I don't think I really understood the depth of Christ's love um, and what he did. Um, and so I looked to quench this thirst with a lot of different things, um, with guys, with an eating disorder. Um, I had depression and anxiety for a lot of high school. Um, and these all left me more broken than I could have imagined um, and that I could bear on my own. Um, I think I just wanted so much to control um, when I couldn't. And I couldn't understand how God, like, he loved me but he wouldn't stop the pain that was going on at home, and I just couldn't understand. And I think um, God really bro brought me to my breaking point. Um, I got really sick and spent a year in treatment for an eating disorder, and um, I just remember crying out to God and asking him to save my life um, because without him, um, I realized there was no life and no fulfillment and no love. Um, and I feel like that's where Christ really met me. Um, and from then, like what Taylor shared a couple weeks ago about his testimony, it's not about being a sinner and then not being a sinner. It's about being dead and being made alive. And I've just seen so much of Christ's redeeming work in my life. And um, it's just really amazing. Me and Kelly were talking about the other day, um, I still wrestle with why did Christ let me go through some really tough stuff and um, where was he and why wasn't he there for me? Um, and she told me, like, without that, would, would I really long for Jesus like I do? Would I really seek healing and seek redemption from the only one who could give it um, if I didn't understand what total depravity was? So um, I think I'm just really thankful for everything I've been through and... Um, like something I've been learning this last semester is Christ didn't only die for my sin, he also died for my shame. Um, and that's just so powerful. And um, I can connect with the woman at the well in so many different ways and um, how he sought me out. Um, I see Christ's faithfulness in my life so many ways of feeling like a lost sheep and going astray and him pulling me back and going away again and him pulling me back. Um, and I just think his redemption, his pursuit of us is really amazing. So um, all glory to God. And yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to invite Alexis up and pray for him. Dear Lord, we thank you so much um, for what you've done for us, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy um, that you pursue us um, relentlessly. I thank you so much for um, bringing us here this summer, Lord. Each person you have here um, is intentional, and um, you wanted them here. And um, I thank you so much for Alexis, Lord, for um, putting a passion in his heart to pursue you and 
um, speak to us tonight. Lord, I pray um, that you give him peace um, and that every word he says is reflective of you, Lord, and that we see more of you um, through this talk and learning about community and what it means to encourage one another and love one another as the body. In your name, amen. I'm just trying to see, first of all, if I'm standing here and I have my laptop open, you think you guys could see me? Probably not, right? It's all right. I planned ahead. Not really. And uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, Thanks for being comfortable uh, and vulnerable with the whole room about, I mean, just a little bit about your past and stuff. Um, I know how difficult that can be. Um, and praise the Lord for what he's done in your life. That's, that's incredible. That's really awesome. Um, hey, snaps. We do snaps sometimes. I don't know. That's cool. Um, all right, what's up, guys? So my name's Alexis. Um, if you guys don't know who I am, shame on me for not introducing myself or something. I don't know. Um, so, a little bit about me. Uh, I just graduated from Northwestern. Um, I represent, I guess, Fly Eagles, you know. Um, huh? Hey, we ain't no pigeons, baby. Shout out to Daniel. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys couldn't tell, I have a bachelor's degree in science, uh, kinesiology, health and fitness, basically eat some broccoli, lift some weights, run a mile, you'll be all right. Um, yeah, that's basically my major, guys. I don't know. I liked it, though. Um, a couple other things I think uh, you guys should know about me. Um, I am a whole five foot seven feet. Um, uh, I was down in Texas to see my family uh, this past December. And one of my uncles was talking to some of his friends. He's like, yeah, he's tall, isn't he? And I heard that, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I don't think he understood, you know, how, how much that meant to me because all my friends at school were just like, hey, dude, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, me too. They're down here, it's cold, you know, whatever. Um, so to me, that meant a lot. I don't know. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, what are some other things? I actually didn't think any of this through. I'm just kind of throwing this together. Um, I love... I love Spongebob, so I mean this past, yeah, yeah, that was, so this past Saturday, uh, the Spongebob and the, and the cereal, man, that was, I needed that, I needed that, it's been, yeah, <laughs> some good cereal, straight up, um, yeah, I can't believe you're wasting recording on this, dude, I'm sorry about that, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's good, that's good, um, what else, my first concert ever was a Beyonce concert, I was probably like 13, Ask me about it later. I don't know. I feel a little shame about it. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else. I'm going to get into it now, guys. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing up here, guys. I'm a little nervous, so if you can't tell, I'm kind of like shaking a little bit. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Uh, established together. I don't know what page it's on. Find it. Perfect. 23. Thanks, guys. Um, all right, so... If you can go to the next slide or whatever. I don't know if you guys can see. Um, that's my outline. That's it. See you guys. Yeah, I just playing. Um, okay, so for those of you guys that like to know where we're going or whatever, um, I'm going to go through uh, what is gospel-centered community. Oh, also, if you didn't know, Established Together, that's the talk, name of the talk. I'm going to talk about community, Christ-centered community, what that looks like and everything. Um, so the second point would be why we don't desire gospel-centered community. Uh, and the third point would be uh, why we need a Christ-centered community. So, yeah. I'm actually going to pray one more time. I'm a little nervous, so we're, we're going to pray. Um, pray with me, guys. Um, Lord, I just really want to give you thanks uh, just for, for giving us uh, another day, uh, another day to see more of you, to glorify you, um, and to fall more in love with you, Jesus. Uh, so I give you so much thanks for that. God, as I'm nervous right now, as I'm uh, a little anxious about this, uh, and I really want this to go well, and I want people to, to say that I did a really good job, Father, ultimately. Um, 
all I really want, Father, is for you to be glorified, um, is for everyone in this room just to see more of you um, and to want more of you uh, and want more of a gospel-centered community um, that points us to you um, all the time. Uh, so I pray these things, Father. I pray that you um, calm my nerves a little bit um, and help me be myself um, at this time. So all these things, Jesus, I pray in your name. Amen. All right, so my laptop says we have two hours and 56 minutes. We'll see if that's true. I don't know. My laptop lies to me sometimes. All right, guys, I'm going to get started now. That was me being nervous again. I'm going to get started now. Okay, so um, point one, uh, what is a gospel standard community? Um, so a couple months ago, Jessica and I met up, um, and we made up a, a pretty good definition, I think, uh, on what is a real gospel-centered community. Um, and if you want to, there it is right there, guys. Write it down or don't. Up to you. Um, so, so um, the definition says a true gospel-centered community points us to Jesus, loves us regardless of what we have done or where we have been, because Jesus has first loved us um, and walks alongside us in life. Um, so yeah, we we thought that was uh, pretty accurate of what we think a gospel-centered community is. Um, I'll give you guys a couple of seconds to finish writing it down. I know I'm a slow writer, so I really appreciate when people give me time to write it down. And I just have, like, half-written notes, and so it's like, oh, man, bummer. All right, you guys should be done by now, so we're done. Okay, so um, in regards to, like, the definition and what gospel-centered community is, uh, we're going to go through Hebrews 3, uh, 12 through 14, uh, which I believe is a really good example, biblical example, of what is uh, gospel-centered community and kind of what it looks like. Um, and so if you guys want, I mean, it's, it's up here, so you guys don't have to turn in your Bibles or on your phones or anything. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. So Hebrews 3, 12 uh, through 14 says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Okay, so what I kind of want to do tonight um, is I want to go verse by verse a little bit and kind of see um, how each of these verses calls us to, to live in a Christ-centered community, in a gospel-centered um, community. Uh, so verse 12, um, yeah, so verse 12 um, is a call to be aware. Um, oh man, actually, I don't have any of these verses memorized, and I don't have it pulled up with me. I um, want to go back real quick to, uh, to where it is. Yeah, okay, so verse 12 says, Take care, brothers, uh, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, uh, leading you to fall away from the living God. Um, and so uh, verse 12 uh, is a call for us to be aware. So the author of Hebrews um, is warning uh, the Hebrews uh, to, to take care of themselves kind of as a, a, a personal commitment uh, and be aware of themselves. Um, sorry, guys, I'm like in your way. I don't know what to do. Okay, that's fine. I'll just like sit down a little bit. I don't know. Um, so it's calling us to, to be aware. Oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Um, and, and some of the things that we should be aware of um, is we should be aware of our sin patterns. Um, I think if you're not aware of your sin patterns, that's um, kind of a big deal because then you don't know um, in what situations you might be triggered uh, to, to either fall into lust or to fall into pornography or to fall into uh, not trusting the Lord. Um, so whatever it may be, I think it's really important uh, that we are aware of our sin patterns, and at the moment you might be thinking, well, what does this have to do with community? Well, if you are aware of your sin patterns, uh, then you can let your community in, your gospel-centered community that will bring you uh, into the light. Uh, you can tell them about all these different sin patterns that you have, and then they can be aware of that, so um, they can be checking up on you uh, when it comes time where maybe you're alone, um, and it's late or whatever, and you just have nothing to do when you're bored or you're really anxious or nervous about something, and when they know that, they can check up on you um, and make sure that you're not, um, that you're not, um, that your heart isn't becoming uh, unbelieving and leading you away from the living God, um, as it says. Um, also, I think we should be aware um, of our self-deception. Uh, I think in a lot of, t a lot of times, um, we deceive ourselves into thinking that, um, that what we want or at that moment is is exactly what God wants for us um, or or you can think that like this thing right now that I want is 
way more worth than, than Jesus and his sacrifice. Or what, what I want right now is way more worth it uh, than, than God's plan for me. Um, I think a lot of times it's so easy when I'm, I'm really anxious or I'm really nervous about something about, it used to be about tests, not anymore. Um, uh, or, 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 you know, a situation in life where you're really anxious and you're not really trusting in the Lord. Uh, I think it's so easy for me to run to things like video games or, or, or just uh, take my mind off of things uh, when in reality it's not really getting to my heart. Um, uh, and if my friends know that, hey, guys, I'm really anxious about uh, this thing or that thing, uh, in that case, then they can lead me to Jesus um, instead of me playing Fortnite for a couple hours, you know, and then the problem is still there and I'm still anxious and I'm still not trusting in the Lord uh, and my heart still is uh, falling away uh, from Jesus and it's not getting any closer because I'm just not doing anything that's helpful for me uh, in that case. Uh, so verse 12 um, is sort of a call to be aware of yourself and your own sin patterns and how you can easily fall away from the Lord. Um, and in that, we should be inviting our gospel-centered community, our Christ-centered community, uh, into those things so that they can be aware of it, so that they can ask us questions, so that they can uh, help us in our time of need. Um, um, kind of back to like the um, self-deception part, uh, Jeremiah 17.9 says, uh, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? A lot of times, uh, in, in the world, obviously, you hear, you know, like, like follow your heart, you know, do what you want or whatever, but um, honestly, like, like the heart is deceitful above all things that uh, emotions come and go and they're high and they're low and stuff like that, so uh, you can't really be trusting in your emotions, uh, but uh, we can be trusting in the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is constant. The Lord is constant um, in everything that we do, um, and so, uh, I mean, it's just <laughs> a lot better if we, uh, sorry, sounds kind of weird coming off guard. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I lost where it was. I lost my train of thought. My bad. Skipping it. All right, so uh, <laughs> verse 13. Um, so verse 13 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, and so to exhort means to strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. Um, I think uh, this could be like, a pleading with a friend uh, to either change their mind on something or to help change their ways. So you're pleading with your friend um, to, hey man, uh, like stop trusting in yourself um, for for certain situations, and tr and I'm pleading you uh, to to start trusting in the Lord um, that that He will be faithful and that He will, um, you know, do whatever it is that you need, and He will be uh, He will be there for you. Um, and so the author of Hebrews in this um, is calling the reader. Uh, to exhort their brothers and sisters in Christ uh, and to continually point them back to Jesus uh, so that none of them may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, and so uh, the author of Hebrews right now is, is sort of um, is, is wanting the, the, whoever, the, the Hebrews who are reading that um, to make a commitment to one another, um, sort of a, a willing pledge to guard, to care, to support, uh, and minister together for the building up of the body of Christ. Um, and so we're called to, to, to constantly help out uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, and we're ready to, to point them back to the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell them uh, who he is and what he's done and, and what that means for us and who we are uh, in Christ. Um, and, and if we didn't have our brothers and sisters helping us in this way, uh, then I think it would be so easy for us to, to fall back uh, into um, a lot of you know, old ways um, and, and likely harden our hearts towards Christ. Um, uh, and so... I don't know if I have any other points. Okay, no, go back. My bad. Um, and so, um, so because of this, because uh, we have a call to um, a call to exhort one another every day, um, we also have to realize that uh, that uh, we weren't made for ourselves. I think a lot of times, uh, uh, especially um, in this culture, it's really like you know, be individual. You know, you can do it yourself. Um, you don't need anybody else, you know, uh, you can get to the top or, I mean, whatever, whatever they're saying. Um, but in reality, we weren't made for ourselves. Uh, we see God even uh, in the Bible. He's, he's three in one. Um, we see how uh, in Genesis, uh, the first thing that God says isn't good uh, is that Adam is alone so that he makes Eve for him. Um, and so we are definitely uh, relational beings uh, and we should want uh, to have community. Uh, it doesn't 
necessarily mean that you need to have a thousand friends, you know, talk to them all the time, uh, but you need to have people in your life um, that you can um, trust in uh, and you can uh, go back to when, when things are really tough. Um, and even now, you guys, I want you guys just to look around, even in this room, um, to see that you're not alone, to see that God has so graciously given you uh, such a good community, Christ-centered community, where the main focus, literally for this summer, um, is to see more of Jesus. Uh, and all we want for you guys is to see more of him and who he is. I mean, and so uh, the Lord has, has been really gracious to us into giving us this really intentional, kind of intense environment uh, where we can see that, like, man, the, the, the community uh, of Christ together um, is such a sweet thing, uh, and it always points me back to Jesus, and it's so good, and it's so helpful, um, and, and hopefully it's making you say, uh, I want more of this. Um, I don't want this to end. Um, and so um, we have this community, um, and it's really sweet, and, uh, and when times get tough, uh, you can go to your room leader or to the guys in your rooms, um, and you can pray over one another. Pray Colossians 1, 11 and 12. Uh, that you may be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might uh, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints and light. Um, when times get tough, because I, I can only imagine uh, that right now Walmart is tough, uh, situations in your room are getting difficult, um, maybe there are some situations back home uh, that are difficult for you um, and that are really weighing down on you right now. Um, and, and I want you to know that you have such a good uh, community right now of people that want to help you um, and want to point you back to Jesus and remind you that um, it, is, uh, it is the Lord that is strengthening you um, and helping you to, to, to you know, get through this time uh, of, of hardship. And he is giving you endurance. Um, and it is Jesus Christ who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Um, So, yeah, we're called to exhort one another um, every day, as long as it's called today, uh, so that we may be pointing each other back to Jesus. Um, so, verse 14, um, moving on a little bit, says, For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Um, and so, so, with this verse, I see it's a, a call to Christ now. So, it says, um, so it's literally because of Jesus uh, that we can share in, in Christ together um, and hold our original confidence, which is the gospel, um, firm to the end. Um, and so 1 John 4, um, 10 and 11 says, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Um, and so because we have shared in Christ and because Christ is, is the thing that keeps us together, that the, 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 the person uh, that is the reason, honestly, that we're all together right now um, is because that he has loved us, is because that he has, uh, th is the propitiation for our sins. That means uh, that he has taken the place for us on the cross for our sins. It's because of him uh, and his sacrifice uh, that, and that he loved us so much to do that that we can have love for others to do that because we couldn't do it on our own. Um, and so it's such a beautiful thing uh, that we see that, that Christ is first loved us because uh, if, if Christ, being perfect, being God, uh, could love, can love me, can love uh, any one of you guys, um, we can manage to love uh, another sinner like us that hasn't uh, necessarily uh, done uh, what we have done to Jesus. Um, so, yeah, we're called um, to love one another uh, in the love of Christ because he has first loved us. Um, so moving on to my second point now, uh, why don't we desire a gospel-centered community? Um, and so hopefully that first point got you kind of excited uh, about wanting a gospel-centered community and being involved in one um, and, and, and not wanting it to end. Uh, but there's a lot of things in our lives, honestly, that, um, that make us not want a gospel-centered community. Um, and the first one, I think, would be pride um, because a lot of times, guys, especially, like, I know myself, like, I think I know better than other people do. Um, I think to myself, I know my situation. I know me. I know how I do things. Um, I don't think you should be talking about it. I don't think you know nearly as much as I do about this situation or, or anything, and I definitely don't want to be wrong, although I am wrong a lot of times. 
Um, I definitely don't like it. Um, and so I think in a really prideful way, we can say, I don't need community because I know what I'm talking about. I know what's the best thing for me. Um, and now I need other people telling me what to do. Um, the next thing uh, would be another reason why we might not desire our gospel-centered community uh, would be fear. Uh, and this is a pretty big one, I think. Um, a lot of times, uh, I think we're really afraid of what others could potentially think of us. You think to yourself, man, if I, if I tell the guys in my room um, the lustful thoughts I've been having, if I tell uh, them all the, the lies have been, all the rumors have been spreading, um, what will they think of me? Uh, will, is there any room in their hearts uh, to love me and to accept me? Because uh, even going back to, uh, I don't know, I can't remember whose talk it was. Uh, it was like Anna Nirma's talk. Um, specifically Anne's talk, the, or hold on, I think I'm, oh, she's getting mixed up. Um, so yeah, yeah, so we're afraid of what other people will think of us, um, and we don't want to, um, yeah, it's just like the feeling of like not being wanted, not being accepted, uh, is a really scary, scary thought. Um, and it's, you know, it haunted me for a long time. Um, uh, yeah. So the third point um, would be comfort. Um, another reason why we might not want a gospel-centered community is because we're really comfortable uh, in our sins. Um, and we really enjoy being in our sin. Honestly, it's, it's a lot easier to just be in your sin uh, and not allow other people into it. Because I think um, when you allow other people into your life and when you allow other people to, to call you out in your sin, now there's people texting you and calling you all the time saying, hey, dude, like, like, what was up with this? Why did you react this way? Um, you have, hey, man, are you fighting this sin? Are you fighting that sin? Uh, and it's just like it could potentially be really annoying, uh, and it could be really difficult uh, to have people in your life wanting you to, to, to fight these sins and to not have these uh, things weighing you down anymore. Um, that's, that's a lot more difficult than just being okay with it and not telling anyone about it um, and just uh, living it out. Um, and so sticking with the campus outreach thing, uh, I'm going to read a quote from C.S. Lewis. Um, he wrote a book called The Great Divorce, and I don't read a lot, uh, but we read this one in staff training, and I actually really liked it. Um, and so, uh, quick context, uh, so there's going to be a ghost, and he's talking to an angel, um, and the view right now is just a guy that's witnessing um, this, this interaction, and uh, so the ghost has a lizard on his shoulder, and that lizard kind of represents uh, a sin that, that he just kind of has. And so, um, yeah, bear with me a little bit. So it says, Oh, of course I would, said the ghost. Then I will kill him, said the angel, taking a step forward. He says, Oh, ah, look out, you're burning me. Keep away, said the ghost, retreating. Uh, don't you want him killed? Uh, you didn't say anything about killing him at first. I hardly meant to bother you with anything so drastic as that. It's the only way, said the angel, whose burning hands were now very close to the lizard. Shall I kill it? Well, you know, there's time to discuss that later. There is no time. May I kill it? Please, I never meant to be such a nuisance. Please, really, don't bother. Look, it's gone to sleep of its own accord, uh, and I'm sure it'll be all right now. Thanks ever so much. May I kill it? Honestly, I don't think there's the slightest necessity for that. Uh, I'm sure that I shall be able to, to keep it in order now. Um, I think the gradual process will be far better than killing it. The gradual process is of no use at all. Uh, don't you think so? Well, I'll think over what you said very carefully. I honestly will. Uh, in fact, I'd let you kill it now. Uh, but as a matter of fact, uh, I'm not feeling frightfully well today. Um, it would be most silly for, uh, to do it now. Uh, I need to be in good health uh, for the operation some other day, perhaps. Um, and so this is just like, I think it's a really clear um, picture of us being really comfortable in our own sin um, and not wanting you know, to, to kill it, not wanting to fight. It's too much work. Uh, it's going to hurt. I don't like it. Um, I like being comfortable right now where I am. I don't need other people in my life poking and prodding uh, the whole time. And I just, I just want to be by myself. I want to do what I want to do. Um, and he's making just so many excuses. You know, like, oh, he's falling asleep. You know, we don't need to do anything anymore. Um, oh, and, you know, I'm not actually feeling super well, so I don't need you to press in right now. Uh, just let me live in my sin. You know, don't, don't bother me. I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later. I promise you I'll think about it. Um, and... And I don't know, um, so John 3, uh, 19 and 20. Um, let me see if I have it. 
Oh, yeah. So John 3, 19 and 20 says, uh, And this is the judgment. Uh, the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not want to come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. Uh, I mean, so even there uh, we see that uh, even though we have the light, Jesus, we don't want him in our lives. We like the darkness. We want to be in the darkness. We don't want God. We don't want change. Uh, we selfishly think that what we have right now is better than what Jesus has and what he can give us. Um, and we're, honestly, we're idiots to think that. And I think that every day, even today, um, I trick myself into thinking that uh, I need this instead of Jesus, instead of an everlasting life. Um, uh, so we don't really have... Um, so when we don't have a community in our lives, this is really easy just to do on our own sin. Um, and dude, I have a clip. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I forgot to have you pull it up. That's my bad. Um, so, so in this clip, it's called, uh, it's from a movie called Phone Booth. It's from 2002. Doubt any of you guys were born then. I don't know. Um, I remember watching it. I'm kind of old, 22. Uh, so, so in this clip, basically, uh, so this guy's in a phone booth. Yeah, you know, figures, right? Um, and he's actually, there's like a, a sniper uh, who is threatening to kill him uh, if he doesn't confess all these different, you know, things that he's been hiding throughout all his life. Um, and there were a couple swear words in it, um, and we, we fixed most of them. We missed one, and I'm really, really sorry for that. And if you guys feel um, uncomfortable with that, um, I'm really, really sorry. But this, this clip is just really, really good, uh, and I think... Um, it shows how, how, how we love to not have community in our lives um, and how we, how we don't desire a gospel-centered community. This is my bad, guys. That's all on me. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> Did you get it? I can probably... Hey, dude, if you can hook it up to my laptop, I can get it. If you can hook up... Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Give me a minute. Can you guys tell us my first talk? Yikes. All right, here's the clip. Maybe I should just save into the mic. Just put it to the mic? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this one's sticking to the mic. Should I just go in and speak through Alex? Sure. I string along an eager kid. With All right, here it is. 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 I've never done anything for anybody who, who couldn't do something for me. I string along an eager kid with promises that I'll pay him money. 
I only keep him around because he looks up to me. Adam, if you're watching, don't be a publicist. You're too good for it. I, uh, I lie in person. I'm on the phone. I lie to my friends. I lie to newspapers and magazines who, who sell my lies to more and more people. I, uh, I'm just a part of a big... Because underneath, I still feel like the Bronx. I think I need these clothes and this watch. My $2,000 watch is a fake, and so am I. I neglected the things I should have valued most. I value this shit. I take off my wedding ring to call Pam. Kelly, that's Pam. Don't blame her. I never told her if I was married, and if I did, she, she would have told me to go home. Kelly, if you're looking at you now, I'm ashamed of myself. All right? I mean, I, I worked so hard on this image on Stu Shepard, who refers to himself in the third person that I only proved I should be alone. I've been dressing up as something I'm not for so long. I'm so afraid you won't like what's underneath. But here I am, I just flesh and blood and weakness. Uh, I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I take off this ring because it only reminds me of how I failed you. And, uh, go. I don't want to give you up. I want to make things better, but it may not be my choice anymore. <laughs> you deserve better. Well, that was easy. Nice. All right. Uh, okay, so hopefully you guys, you know, uh, were paid attention, paid attention to that clip a bit. Um, and, and through that clip, guys, um, we see all the different areas uh, of, of why he didn't want uh, a gospel-centered community. Not that he necessarily had a chance because the writers probably didn't put it in, but... Um, <laughs> Like, he was, he was so prideful. All he wanted was for him to get glory. And he was saying, I lied to, to publicists who lied to other newsletters, who lied to a bunch of other people because I wanted glory. Um, you know, he, was, he was so, so scared of, of uh, letting his, his wife know uh, that, that he was cheating uh, on her because um, he said, you know, if, if she knows that I'm talking to this other girl, then, then, then she'll do what, what, uh, what is right, is to leave me alone, uh, and I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Uh, he was so, so comfortable um, in all of these lies uh, and all of this sin uh, that honestly, even though he's not confessing to the Lord, you know, it took him a, a sniper, you know, <laughs> to the head, you know, to, to get him to confess all of these different things. Um, and so, and this is just like a, I just think that was a really good clip uh, just to see the, the, the sin uh, in, even in his life. Um, and how, guys, that's, that's us even, you know, that might be a movie a little bit exaggerated, but honestly, that's us. We're so scared uh, to share uh, our sin, to share our thoughts with others that we're like, what if they won't love me? Uh, what if I am left to be alone the rest of my life as I should be because I am a dirty sinner um, and, and I don't deserve uh, love and I don't deserve uh, Jesus Christ or what he's done for me. Um, but guys, you know, like Romans 5.8, and we know that this is love, or, or uh, Romans 5.8 is, hold on, I know it. Someone say it out loud. For God demonstrates his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I had it in my mind, I don't know. Um, and we also got uh, verses like Romans 8.1 that says, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, and so um, I think, guys, um, uh, and even going back to, to the verse I said earlier, the first John verse, um, that you know that he loved us first, so that now we can love others. Um, we shouldn't have to be afraid uh, to go to a gospel-centered community uh, and and share uh, our sins to them. We shouldn't have to have um, any fear that they won't love us. Uh, we shouldn't have to have any fear that they won't accept us anymore, uh, because if they understand the gospel of Jesus Christ clearly, uh, then they'll see that 
that they should be loving you, not because they have to, but because Christ first loved them. Uh, and if he can love you, then you can love other people. Uh, and guys, that's just the, 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 the cycle of, of, of Jesus, of his love, because he has first loved us. Now we can uh, pour out and extend love and grace and mercy and kindness to others as well. Um, and we can show them um, who Jesus is by that. And we don't have to be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid. You know, it should be such a safe environment uh, to go to your room leader, to go to uh, a really good friend of yours that, that is also a believer uh, and share these things with them because they will show you grace and they will show you mercy and they will show you back to Jesus Christ um, who, who is our propitiation for us since he died for us. Um, and so um, we should want uh, to go to our communities uh, in this way. Um, so my, my third point um, is, so why do we need uh, a community? Um, kind of going back, you know, I talked about how we deceive ourselves really easily. Um, so like God, of course, uh, uh, gives us a community so we can uh, remind ourselves of the gospel. Um, I mean, I even, so Emma's talk last Friday, uh, a few days ago, I know the, the fruit to root thing. Um, and so I did that pretty extensively uh, this past Saturday. Um, and I got to some pretty nasty truths uh, that I believe about God um, because of uh, things in my past, uh, things that happened to me. Um, uh, so ultimately, I worked my way uh, to the root of my disbelief. Um, and, I, and I worked the way to seeing that uh, I believe God is a liar. I believed uh, that, that God is distant from me, uh, that he is unreliable, um, and, and a lot of different things. Um, and that was really hard, uh, first of all, for me, um, you know, just to, to realize that, like, my heart uh, doesn't want to believe uh, in the Lord, doesn't want to believe uh, that the Lord is good and that he is faithful to me and that he does love me. Um, I so want to think that... Um, that I can do it on my own, or, or whatever the, the thing is. Um, and so what I did is I took a picture um, of, of all my notes, of the way I got, you know, to, from the fruit to the, to the root or whatever. I took a picture of that, and I sent it to two groups of people. Um, I sent it to the team leader guys uh, so that they could see, um, and I sent it to the guys uh, in, my, in the D group that I was in. Not anymore. I'm graduated. Um, and, and I'll tell you guys what. Um, I wasn't afraid to do that because I know that, that these guys uh, trust in the Lord uh, Jesus and that they see his mercy uh, and they see his grace and they were able to extend that upon me. Um, a couple hours after I had sent that, one of my friends, Josiah Forker, um, and he is so faithful to do this. And you can even ask Taylor. Um, so Josiah Forker, you guys will meet him in like a week or a week and a half or so. He's on CCP right now. Um, I've lived with him the past couple of years. Uh, super awesome dude. Um, and so... He is known for this in our, in our D group. Um, when we say, hey, guys, like, I'm really struggling to, to believe this right now, or hey, guys, I'm really feeling tempted right now, you bet in a couple minutes you're going to get a call from Josiah Forger, and he's going to be like, hey, dude, what's up? Hey, dude, how you feeling? How you doing? How can we help you believe uh, uh, in the truth of Jesus? And, and he's, in, he's in Brazil right now, and I get a call from him. I don't know how the heck he called me from Brazil. I don't know what his plan is, but, but he called me all the way from Brazil. He's like, dude. How you doing? Like, I, I, saw your, I saw your message, man. Uh, I, I care for you, dude, and I want you to believe. Um, and I want you to see that Jesus is much greater than the lies that you're believing. Um, and that was so, so sweet to me. Um, and guys, like, I feel comfortable sharing those things um, with them because I know that they will lead me back to Jesus. Um, Nate Van Z, another dude uh, that, that you guys probably don't know yet, he is also leading CCP, so he'll be here. Pretty soon, he, he texted the group, hey, like, dude, I'm, I'm really sorry that you believe in this. I love you, bro. Um, what truths can we help uh, you to start believing? And, uh, and that was so sweet that, that they would care to ask me things like that. Hey, man, how can we help you uh, to believe in the truths of Jesus and who he is and who he really is in your life, that he is faithful, that he does love you? Um, and even today, guys, this blew, this blew my mind. Uh, today, one of my really good friends, um, his name is Aaron Rainier. He texted both me and Taylor, um, and he said this. I haven't, I haven't talked to him like a whole lot um, this summer, unfortunately, but, but he still he sent us this, this message. It says, uh, you guys are doing a great job. 
Keep close to the Lord and cling to his understanding and his leading. Don't let the devil creep in and lead you astray. Exhort each other every day, my friends. I mean, he used exhort. He knows about this, uh, the Hebrews passage. I didn't even tell him what we were doing. Um, uh, and that, honestly, guys, that meant so much to me today. I was really struggling with, with being super anxious about, um, honestly, just, just a lot of things. I was just really anxious, and I was, um, and I was not bringing them to the Lord. Um, and that obviously wasn't helping out. And then I read this message, and I'm like, man, like, I do have to stop trusting in myself, and I have to start trusting in the Lord. That is the, it's not like it's the only thing for me to, like, last resort, the only thing for me to do, but it is the best thing for me to do because what, what can I do uh, to fix any of my own problems, to fix any of your guys' problems? Um, I have nothing uh, to offer. I have nothing to give um, but Jesus Christ alone. Um, and that is more than enough, um, in my opinion. Um, so all that to say, we deceive ourselves. Um, and I think it's really easy to get into that. Um, uh, another thing we have is spiritual amnesia, which I just kind of told you about. Um, even though I know the gospel, um, I know what Jesus has done for me. I do have a few verses memorized and stuff that I think should be helping me to, to go back to the Lord when, when times are tough. Um, I need my friends. Uh, and I need them to point me back because I am so, so easy. Like Paul said, we have like that short-term memory, lo- memory loss, like, like poor Dory, you know. Um, uh, and, and we have all those things, um, all these truths, but it's so easy to forget about them uh, in, a, in our time of need. And so we need our brothers and sisters that are faithful uh, to, to help us and to carry us and to carry our burdens uh, and to bring us to Jesus. Um, uh, another thing uh, why I think we need community uh, it's because, honestly, guys, it takes our eyes off of ourselves. Uh, there was so many times this this past school year, and honestly, just in my life in general, I guess, uh, where I'm just so focused on me and how am I doing, how am I looking, how is the Lord working in my life, uh, is he working through my life. Um, but honestly, guys, when, when you have uh, friends uh, uh, in the gospel center community, it is so sweet to finally get your eyes off of yourself um, and to see, man, how is the Lord working in in Jonathan's life? How's the Lord working in Mitch's life? Um, and it's so, so sweet to see how, how the Lord is much more than just you and your life and your problems. Um, and it's so awesome to see how God works in other people's lives, not just here in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but over in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, um, and, and, and across the world to see just how, how awesome and how sweet and how faithful the Lord really is. Um, so those are just a few reasons why I think we really need community, um, and ultimately, like I said, it's it's ultimately the point of a gospel-centered community is to point us back to Jesus Christ and his sacrifice um, and what he's done for us, and to remember that he has transferred us from the domain of darkness and delivered us into the kingdom uh, of his beloved son, um, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, um, and that is such a sweet truth to to remember and also to be remembered. Uh, bury your brothers and sisters that care about you. Um, and so I'm going to move on to a couple of practicals uh, real quick. Um, super, super practical. I mean, guys, we got D groups tomorrow. That, uh, I think, hopefully, by now you guys know each other pretty well. Um, and I really, really hope that that is a super safe environment uh, for you to be um, confessing sin uh, and confessing lies that you've been believing um, and that you're not scared of, what will, what will my, my room leader think of me? What will uh, the other guys uh, or girls in my room uh, think of me if I tell them that this is what I'm believing about God, that this is, um, that I'm believing this lie and I'm, and I'm running to this for satisfaction instead of Jesus? Um, so super practically, I think we have our rooms uh, this summer um, to help us to, to see a gospel-centered community and to live in that. Um, and even in that, um, I think you should think about um, a couple people in your life, a couple really trustworthy people in your life. Um, you don't, I don't think it's necessarily smart to share with like everyone in your life all of your sin ever. Um, so I think um, even thinking through uh, one or two people that you really, really trust and that really know the gospel and can show you back uh, to Jesus um, and trusting them to tell them all. You know, we say this like we give like the, we have this thing where we say like a lot of times we share the 90% like the easier stuff to share and like the kind of easiest stuff to share, but it's still kind of vague. Um, to really share that last 10% uh, with those people um, and to really trust them um, and to trust that the Lord is faithful 
Um, so that's another practical. Um, another thing, I know that there's some people here that don't necessarily go to either Northwestern, Bethel, U of M, St. Cloud, or St. Thomas. Um, and so going back, uh, you might be thinking, well, practically, what is practical for me if I don't have a campus outreach uh, at my school or something? Um, feel free to go to another college, ca college ministry. Campus outreach isn't the only one. It is the one that I enjoy, at least. Um, and so I, and I have the availability for it, so I go to it. But if there's other college ministries, uh, feel free to go, to go to those. Uh, feel free to get plugged into a church. Feel free to, to do um, things like that where you can have a good Christ-centered community in your life pouring into you all the time that's really invested in your life and your walk with the Lord uh, that really do care for you. Um, uh, so that's one thing. Um, and the last uh, thing I have is to make sure that you are being a source of gospel uh, center community for other people um, and not being so self-centered and focused of I want community from everyone else but I'm not gonna I'm not willing to give it away um, I mean this just shows the love of Christ in our lives um, it just shows um, that that we need him and that we need to, to show him to others um, so those are those are a few practicals um, that I have so um, we got a few uh, reflection questions um, yeah, here they are. So um, I want to pray real quick. Uh, we're going to give some time to, to think through these, uh, and then we're going to do some worship, I believe. Uh, and feel free that while we're doing worship, please, to just, if you want to, just keep, you know, reflecting on stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pray real quick. Um, uh, Lord, I really just want to give you thanks um, because uh, it's because of who you are. Um, and I want to give you thanks because um, you are faithful um, and you are loving to us, Jesus. Um, and you know us um, completely, Father. Um, and you know what we were capable of. And you knew um, all the sins that I was going to commit. Uh, and yet you still died for me. Uh, and you still um, loved me. Um, and you still washed my sins away. Uh, so I give you thanks, Jesus. I give you thanks because there's safety in you. Um, uh, and Lord, um, yeah, I just really want to want to thank you for that. I want to give you thanks for uh, the gospel centered community that you have blessed me with, God. Um, the past, you know, four years uh, in college specifically, um, and uh, because they have just continuously, Father, uh, led me back to you and your truths, um, and who you are, uh, and who I am in you, Jesus. Uh, so I want to give you thanks for that, Lord. I ask that you uh, work in everyone's lives, uh, to, to have a, a real gospel-centered community where uh, people can lead them back to you, Jesus Christ, uh, so that ultimately, Father, we can see more of you and we can want you more uh, and we can love you uh, more. Uh, we can just be thankful to you, Lord, for what you've done um, on the cross for us um, and in all of our lives, Jesus. Um, in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach Minneapolis. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at clminneapolis.org.